1: Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.
2: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
2: The bats
3: were alive in Boston. The Titans run past the Bills. Plus, how will the Bucks avoid a championship hangover? I'm Peter Bukowski. Starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today.
2: Searching all major sports. Found.
1: Let's start with the biggest story.
3: Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen of the day. The ALCS was tied at one game apiece between the Astros and Red Sox heading into Game 3 in Boston. Our MLB insider and former MLB player Gordon Beckham was joined by Locked On's Kim Becker to break down the action from Monday night.
1: What's going on, everyone? This is Kim Becker with a Locked On Now insider report. Joining me is our MLB insider Gordon Beckham. Gordon, a crazy game for the Red Sox. They came away 12-3. They are now up in the series 2-1. The Houston Astros have had some struggles the last two games, but let's talk this Boston Red Sox offense. I mean, what is going on with them? They are on fire right now.
0: Yeah, it's insane what they're doing. I mean, three grand slams. I mean, it's the first time anybody's ever done that in one series in the postseason ever. So uh, the Red Sox offense is firing on all cylinders. Uh, The last two games, I mean, they've just taken uh, Houston out of it early. I mean, two grand slams uh, in game two, and then tonight, Watching that game, they were up nine to nothing. With another grand slam, with Schwarber uh, hitting another grand slam. I mean, just the floodgates are opening up. And I think that one of the things you're seeing is that a little bit of the um, I don't know. There's a few rookies, few young young guys for Houston pitching, and it's showing. It's showing their 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 age is showing. And I think that the fact that Boston's been here before, the fact that uh, Alex Cora has taken them to the to the promised land already, they. They kind of know what's going on a lot of these guys have played in the postseason before they've been there so is Houston but a lot of the young pitchers for for Houston is uh, is I think it's really showing it's kind of been their Achilles heel lately so a couple great games great series Houston's not out of it but they're definitely down.
1: Well the Houston Astros were in a good place coming into this series do you think that they maybe came in with a little too much confidence.
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, I think that, you know, they, they were in a good spot. I mean, uh, beating the White Sox three out of four, I, I mean, they just looked like they were in a really, really good spot and uh, had all I, – I mean, I, I picked them to go ahead, but now looking at the series, you just see the momentum. I mean, you've seen it in the National League with the Braves and Dodgers. The momentum is swinging in the Braves' favor. It's the same thing for the Red Sox. So it's going to be this kind of seesaw battle, but at the same time, I mean, if Houston doesn't come out and put up some crooked numbers early, then they're going to be out of this thing. Because Boston, I've never seen an offense so hot. I mean, you don't you don't see in playoffs this many hits, this many home runs. Um, I mean, I, I saw a stat: Boston hit like has hit like 16 home runs, and the rest of the American League all combined and all the other games had hit 21. So, I mean, Boston's really like they're they're, they're just raking. They're feeling really good at the plate. And when you feel good at the plate and you get solid pitching like you got from Rodriguez tonight, uh, they're going to be tough to beat.
1: Well, that's the beauty of baseball. I mean, the momentum swinging, there's tons of swinging, no pun intended, but it's easy to get on one momentum. But it's also easy to lose that. I mean, is there something that you think these Houston Astros can really kind of attack in this next game to stop this offense? Or what do you think they stand going into the next one?
0: Well, I mean, there's there's been talk about them throwing Zach Greinke, and so maybe they're going to throw a little wrinkle uh, into the mix because a lot of their young guys, Urquidy tonight, throws hard, he's got good stuff, but um, maybe what they're thinking about is throwing Grinky. I mean, he doesn't throw as hard as he used to, but he he, he hits his spots and he slows it down. He's got a 69, 72-mile-per-hour curveball that he mixes in. So all these type of uh, wrinkles are probably uh, is what Dusty Baker's trying to get uh, to put into the lineup so that Boston can get a li- like off balance a little bit. I mean, it just seems like they they are stacked every time their foot hits the ground and they're just they're not missing baseball. So the best way to do that is throw somebody like Zach Greinke who's been there before, has done it a long time, and can can mix speeds up. Uh, and in terms of uh, Houston's offense, they got to get going. I mean, they haven't they haven't had bad games at all. Um, but they've got to get out on top early. I think they've got to be aggressive early and get out, see if they can get a lead, you know, and, and take away some of that momentum the Red Sox are currently, um, you know, riding on.
3: Coming up, Derrick Henry puts on a show as the Titans run past the Bills.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
3: This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to Rock Auto at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%? 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you.
1: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
3: Nick Rolovich is out as the Washington State football coach after refusing to become vaccinated against COVID-19, a requirement for all state employees, the school announced on Monday. Assistant coaches Ricky Logo, John Richardson, Craig Stitzman, and Mark Weber are also out, the university said, after not complying with Washington's state mandate that was issued in August. Guys, the vaccine is free. Remember when San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane was being investigated over allegations that he submitted a fake COVID-19 vaccination card to the NHL and the Sharks? Well,
2: Evander Kane suspended. This is J.D. Young
3: of Locked On Sharks with a breaking news about Evander Kane facing a 21-game suspension due to his submission of a fake vaccination card. Um, The troubled winger has had a long list of issues this summer, including domestic violence accusations. Uh, gambling on accusations. And this was the one thing that got him suspended. Um, It seems as if the Sharks are more than happy to just bury him on the roster. So we'll see what happens when Kane is uh, done with his accusation, if he will rejoin the team or continue to stay away from the team. The day after... LSU and Ed Orgeron announced an agreement to part ways at the end of the season. Texas A&M football coach Jimbo Fisher attempted to shut down rumors that he would consider leaving for LSU, telling reporters on Monday, we're in the process of building something great, and I plan on being here and fulfilling this contract. Fueling speculation that Fisher might replace Orgeron was his longstanding relationship with Scott Woodward, the former Texas A&M athletic director who brought Fisher to College Station and now holds the same position at LSU. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your college and pro football action this season. Week six is in the books, and week seven in the NFL will be here before you know it. The Arizona Cardinals stayed undefeated. They now are 17-point favorites against the Houston Texans in week seven. The next largest point spread heading into the week, the Rams. They are 15-point favorites against Detroit after they put the bang thing on the Giants, and another potential blowout spot, Tampa Bay against the Bears. The BetOnline.ag line for this game has the Bucks 13-point favorites. For all your gambling needs, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Don't forget to use your promo code LOCKEDON to get that bonus
1: is another story you need to know
3: the Buffalo Bills couldn't stop Derrick Henry and then the game ended on a stop only it was the Titans doing the stopping something they hadn't done to the Bills offense really most of the night Tennessee gets a monster 34 31 win over Buffalo joining me now from locked on Titans Tyler Rowland and and Ty, the question of should the Bills have gone for it there on fourth down is going to be one that is discussed over and over again. When that decision was made, what was your reaction?
4: Well, honestly, I think it's the right decision from McDermott to go for it there and to go for the victory. The Titans defense really hadn't been able to stop them for most of the second half outside of, you know, one drive where they were able to get a punt. And you got to trust your offense in that situation. You don't kick a field goal and then go to a coin toss. And if the Titans offense gets the ball, what makes you think that your defense is going to stop the Titans offense with the way they were rolling late in the game? So I think it was the right decision. But if you go back and look against the Ravens in the playoffs in 2019, against the Chargers uh, in 2019 as well, you've seen it. Uh, a bunch of different times, the Titans did this to the Colts a couple of times in their earlier season game. The Titans are so fantastic at one down to go situations, whether that be on the goal line or on fourth downs out in the field. And once again, they prove that with Jeffrey Simmons in the middle, it's probably not a good idea to try to get that one yard against the Titans in a big spot.
3: So they go to four and two now, and in that division, I don't know that might as well be fifteen and two. I, it just <laughs> it feels like this was a, an even bigger win. For that reason, could we be looking back at this win in five, six weeks going, this was the moment for this Tennessee team?
4: I think I think it's an opportunity for them. Now, they have a tough stretch ahead. They play the Chiefs next week. They play the Rams on the road in Sunday night football primetime two weeks after that. The Colts. On the road in, in the sandwiched in between those two games, so that's three tough games in a row. But with that, a lot lost, of points in those games. Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. But with with the loss to the Jets, uh, kind of being washed away now in a sense with a with an upset victory over a team you expected them to lose to, even when this schedule came out this this looked like it was probably going to be a loss for the titans to win a game that they necessarily weren't expected to kind of washes away the upset loss that they had earlier in the year and they need to build off this performance most importantly get healthy but i think this could be a a season swinging moment for the titans to go from the middling contender it looked like they could be to the team that people thought that they could be preseason which is a super bowl contender
3: now he's not going to win it time but Derrick Henry, 20 for 143 and two touchdowns, has the 76 or three touchdowns, has 76 yarder. He's always great on Twitter. Yes. I, I mean, I guess I, maybe the question is why not Derrick Henry?
4: Yeah, I, at some point in time, if Derek, like, let the scenario build here. Usually, Derek Henry is better at the end of the season. He started on a historic pace. Does mm-hmm. the guy look like he's going to break down? I don't know. From what I see, it just seems like he's an all time great and maybe he breaks the mold. So, if he goes for 2,000 yards two seasons in a row, the Titans win their division with a win over the Bills, maybe they beat the Chiefs, something like that, and they give it to one of the quarterbacks. I mean, just rename it the quarterback award because what more could a running back possibly do to carry his team week in and week out when they need big moments to flip the game? So if Derrick Henry's not the MVP, then a running back can never be one.
3: 10 touchdowns in the first six games is an NFL record if you play that out over 17 games. I mean, if he gets to 30 touchdowns and doesn't win it, then, then I do think we need to start talking about renaming the award because Adrian Peterson is the last running back to really be in the mix was co-MVPs with, with Peyton Manning. I, I don't think a co-MVP would be out of the, the question in a situation like that. But man, if you're going to give it to someone, it seems like Derrick Henry is the guy to give it to. Coming up, how will the Bucks avoid the championship slump? Our cue of the day is next.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason... your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
3: Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the number one protein bar I have ever tried. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Right now they have a limited time flavor, the cookie dough chunk. Get it before it sells out. It is is the truth and and what built bar does incredibly well is the texture and the flavor i've never experienced anything like what built bar is able to bring to bear on on the the protein bar market because the flavors obviously you you see salted caramel you see peanut butter brownie you see double chocolate you see coconut almond you go okay but it's a protein bar right yeah yeah no it's a built bar they're high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar, and yet they taste like something that is much, much, much worse for you. I don't know how they do it. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. I think that has a big part of it, but they're able to keep that those macros in place and still give you something that is delicious. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off at built.com.
1: Agree or disagree? This is the cue of the day. The Milwaukee Bucks kick off the
3: 2021 NBA season as defending champions. They will hang the banner in the rafters at the Fiserv Forum, a fitting coda on the Giannis Antetokounmpo season. Joining me now from Locked on Bucks, Kane Pittman. And Kane, it was seemingly yesterday that we were talking about the Bucks getting this title in in somewhat unexpected fashion. And now they look to repeat. What is it going to take from not just the returning cast, but some of the players they added to give them the best chance to do that?
2: Well, they're going to stay motivated. I mean, it's, it's funny, as you sort of pointed to, it does feel like we just did the recap from game six <laughs> in the NBA finals. It's not quite as short as last year's preseason, but it's still short. So I, I think staying motivated, particularly in the early stretches of the season will be really important. Now we haven't heard or seen anything to suggest that it's not going to be the case from the key players, but I think it's meaningful. I mean, we've we seen last year, the Lakers had a few injuries along the way as well. So um, just the short uh, off season coming off such a long campaign, I, I think that is going to be the biggest challenge for this team.
3: Something that you hear from coaches and and professional athletes across sports is that it's important in these championship moments to turn over the roster, to get some new hungry guys in. And the Bucs did that. They lose P.J. Tucker to Miami in a move that that had some Bucks fans upset about it. They bring in Semi Ojale. They bring in Grayson Allen. They bring back Bobby Portis. How important is this injection of some new blood and the leadership of someone like Giannis, who never seems to be satisfied in making sure something like that doesn't happen?
2: Yeah, it's funny because you talk about Giannis and we watched him in the preseason. He played around 22 minutes per game, was just destroying everyone. Looks like he's (laughs) unveiled these jump shots. I mean, this guy just continually gets better. And I think when that's the standard, then the rest of the team seems to follow. But I think it's a good point you make because these role players so often on championship teams are are really, really important for their success, Uh, not just in the postseason, but particularly through the regular season when it is a bit of a grind. And we've heard over previous seasons these role players come in and they say it's great to be in a team that's hoping to win a championship that's going to be a playoff contending team now you're hearing the players come in and say this is a championship team this is why i came here this is why i want to play for this team so the motivation is going to be high for a number of guys that didn't play as many minutes on this squad last year as well as guys that have come from teams that potentially weren't winning as many games and now they see themselves as in an opportunity to potentially play a role on the title team
3: we hear uh, some people talk about a title unlocking a player, someone like Drew Holiday, someone like Chris Middleton, these guys who were already very good players, now they have this monkey off their back. How much do you buy into that idea that these guys can now go out and play a little freer and maybe the pressure's off a little bit and they maybe play better?
2: It's so hard to know, isn't it? Because that's not something that you can actually the 100% determine. But Right. I think the thing that stands out to me when I look at this team last year, I thought that throughout the regular season, even though they said all the right things, they had to be carrying a weight, some sort of weight, the fact yeah. that the two years previous, they'd been dominant and they weren't able to get the job done. So the fact that not only did they win the title, but they did it when they were losing in the second round 2-0, when they were losing in the finals 2-0, when Giannis goes down in game four of the conference finals, there was a lot of, there was a lot of times where this team could have said, you know what, this is too hard. This is too hard for us. We're not going to come back. And they didn't do it. So I think the biggest thing for me is this team has to have a belief at the very top with the best players that there's really no situation that they're not going to think that they can come back from or they can dig themselves out of. So they won't admit it. The question has been asked a lot of whether there's some sort of mental release. They're like, no, no, it feels the same, feels the same. I have to believe it's different.
3: And finally, great news for minor league baseball players got announced Sunday Amid mounting pressure from players and advocacy groups, Major League Baseball said it will require teams to provide housing for minor league players starting in 2022. While Major League Baseball has yet to outline its plan, formally, teams are starting to prepare to help house players across each of their four minor league affiliates. In mid-September, owners from the league's 30 teams agreed unanimously to a plan that would provide housing for certain minor league players, the league said in a statement. Whether they will offer stipends that fully cover housing or provide the lodging itself has yet to be decided, according to sources. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms. Coming up on Wednesday, will the Nets be able to compete without Kyrie? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.